Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more. Got each other on our side, plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast with Kate Donovan. Hey, Fried friends. The changes that you are able to make because of Fried never ceases to amaze me. Just last week, this review slid into my Instagram DMs. Thank you for bringing awareness and resources and sharing people's stories. I found your podcast during a really dark time in my life, and hearing other people's experiences with burnout, how they got there, how they overcame it, and how it has shaped who they are now, all of it has been so inspiring and helpful on my own healing journey. You guys, this is exactly why Fried exists, and I am so proud of the shape that it's taken thanks to the combined efforts of myself, my guests, and most importantly, you, my listeners. I really want you to absorb the fact that Fried is something that we create together. Your questions, your feedback, your listens, and the changes you make in your life because of Fried are the reason that it exists and the reason it moves forward. So I wanted to throw out a massive thank you for co-creating this space with me. And I want you to always remember that I am just a Zoom call away and you can book a free consult to hash out what you need to end the burnout cycle in your life. You just have to head to bit.ly forward slash call Kate to schedule yourself a spot. Welcome to Fried, the burnout podcast. Fried is the podcast for everyone who has ever felt burnout because of their job, relationship, or life. Kate Donovan, burnout expert, will interview a new guest each week who will share their burnout stories with all the gory details. Every episode will give you immediate action steps that you can take right now if you're feeling fried and crispy around the edges. Fried's main goals are to raise burnout awareness, kill the associated shame, and create a movement to end burnout culture. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Fried the Burnout Podcast. Today, you are getting a little bit of an insider's view into my own personal growth as a business person because we're talking to my coach. So this is going to be really exciting for me to dig into her business a little bit and for you guys to see how my growth is happening and what's happening in my world because of this incredible woman that I work with. Her name is Deepshika Sairam and she is a business mentor and lead generation expert for female entrepreneurs who want to grow and scale a profitable online business with high quality, consistent leads and recurring revenue organically. When she left the corporate world to start her own business, Deepshika leveraged her skills and talents to build a winning company, which was able to earn six figures by its second year and keep growing. This feat intrigued award-winning Marie TV enough to run a feature on Deepshika. In addition to offering one-on-one consulting and online group programs, Deepshika has also guest lectured at Elephant Journal Academy, teaching Instagram marketing. She has been featured in Tiny Buddha and Elephant Journal. She lives in New Jersey with her husband and two boys. Deepshika. Hello. I'm so excited to have you. Me too. So excited to be on this amazing show that I've been listening to so much. (laughs) And it's fun for me to be able to have this conversation with you from a different space because most of the time when we're in conversations, 
you're the leader. Yeah. Right? And now we're, we're sort of flipping roles a little bit today because now, now we're in my space, but I'm excited for people to get a little bit of background into, I don't always talk really deeply about the spiritual side of my business, mostly because I think the spiritual side of business can often be misused for spiritual bypassing and for not dealing with the tough stuff. And mm-hmm. I think that that's one of my favorite things about you is that you do the spiritual stuff and you do the tough stuff too, instead of just saying, well, it's all love and light. And if you just pray more and meditate more, everything will be magic and unicorn. <laughs> so you know what love and light means in our house? It means just go fuck off. <laughs> I'm sending you off with love and light. So just go fuck off. <laughs> Namaste. Yes, exactly. So I think that that's really important. And I think that it will also create some space for a bigger better conversation about how to really use spirituality in business and still be practical and grounded. So we'll start off with you going through sort of a mini burnout. You can tell your story about kind of what happened to you and all of that. And then we'll jump into um, some tricks and tips and things Mm -hmm. that people can use. Yeah. So I think my burnout story is pretty interesting. And I think maybe some of your listeners would be, you know, interested in it because it might not be the typical burnout story, but I think it's definitely something that people go through without even realizing that they are almost burned out or they are on the way of burning out. So when I started my business, I was a mom to two young boys. My younger one was still about a year, a year and a half, terrible sleeper. My older one was, you know, in kindergarten and my husband was a consultant and he had a traveling job, which means that he was not at home most of the week. And I was almost as a single parent, not only taking care of my young baby, the toddler, taking care of the boys and starting a business. I was so passionate about this was like the thing that I wanted to do from my soul, that I was willing to sacrifice my sleep, my, you know, any social life that I had, any rest that I had in building my business. I was actually pretty proud of it at that point of time. Any waking moment, any free moment that I had, I was working on my business. And I just want to like give a picture of what it looked like. So it would mean waking up before my boys. It would mean working late in the night because my husband wasn't home. It would mean when my kids were in school or daycare or when my younger one was napping. It would mean waiting for my kid in the car for school drop off or pick up. I would be working on my business in the classes everywhere. And I had taken a few clients and I was doing the work. And at that point of time, my husband was actually in India. He had gone for a trip. So not only was he not available during the week, he was also not available during the weekend because he was gone for a couple of weeks to visit, you know, his family. And I was alone with the boys and I was working a lot. I was probably working 18 hours a day. And there was one day, Caitlin, my whole right side, it just froze. There was so much pain on my right side. I couldn't even lift my arm. I couldn't bathe my kids. I couldn't cook. I couldn't do anything. And thank God for the village that we have. You know, I had friends who were able to drop off like medications or, you know, food, et cetera, because I just couldn't move my right side. And then I took medication and it got better. But I didn't realize that this was all happening because I was just doing so much. And it continued. I had a lot of episodes where I would have so much pain that I would actually have to go to the ER every time to deal with my pain in the right side because I was always on my phone. I was always on my laptop. 
And I didn't even like think of the posture. Like I said, I was working in the car. And it was not until I think maybe even a year or so later that I realized that this was too much. Because even when I had the success that I was looking for, if I would get clients, if I had my you know, high paying months, it will feel very crappy. It will feel like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I don't, I want to quit my business right now because A, I'm in so much pain and I'm just so unhappy. I'm so irritated right now because I had not built in that rest time in my business. Can we just listen to that statement 400 times over? (laughs) Because if you're an entrepreneur and most of my listeners are, if you're an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. you've been in that place. Yes. 100%. 100% you've been in that place and you're willing to make the sacrifices and you're willing to go the extra step, but you don't realize that as you do that, you're creating habits that you're going to maintain in your business once you're successful. I was talking to someone recently who said, one of my clients who said, you know, I'm just going to build this business until I have enough money and then I'm going to rest. That's not how it works. Yes, exactly. That is not how it works. So I think we get caught up in this, you know, do everything, sacrifice, sacrifice. And we forget to adjust as we go and create spaces for ourselves so that our lives and our businesses are sustainable. Yeah. Was there a moment that you decided this has to be different? Was it a book that you read? What is it a podcast that you listened to? What happened? I don't think there's any one wake up call for us. I think it's several. We have these indications. We have these things going on in our life. Definitely there were books that I read. There were people that I was listening to. You know, I, I just listened to Denise Didi's podcast that you did, you know, a few weeks ago. She was definitely one of the person that I looked up to. And I could see that there were people who were building in rest times, who were doing the things that they love to do. And they were not working as hard and they were still making money. I was also going deeper into my, you know, understanding what spirituality meant for me. That was also one thing. And there was also evidence of people doing it and not working themselves to the bones. So I had to realize that there has to be an easier way. And even if I have a high month and if I feel crappy, then what's the point of it? The point of it is me feeling good about this business. That's why I started this business so that I could feel good in my life, right? So the point was not working myself to the bone that I end up in ER every few months. Yeah, yeah. This idea that my business is also for me I think trips people up sometimes Mm -hmm. because even I love B-School. I'm a massive fan of Marie Forleo. I love everything that she's done. And at the same time, there's this sort of do everything that you need to do to get your business off the ground idea, Mm. right? And there's this sort of push to like give it your all, which matters Mm -hmm. and gets us stuck. Yeah. And also I feel like, Again, might be going on a different tangent here, Caitlin, but That's fine. I feel like a lot of people think that just because the other influencers, the successful people have done it, like they can just go through these periods of not taking a break, you know, launching one after the other, and then there's going to be nirvana at the end and everything is going to go away. All their problems, all that feeling of not enoughness all of it in their mind, that's going to go away, which is absolutely false. First of all, it takes years and years to build a successful business. Yeah, some people can do it faster. Some people have had overnight success. I don't believe in overnight success, but you can argue that some people have. But it does take years and years of work, inner work and outer work to get there. So I think there's this idea of if I push hard enough for a certain number of months, 
I'm going to get there and it's going to feel wonderful. And it doesn't, it doesn't feel wonderful. Like everything needs to work in proportion for you to feel great about the money that you're making. Yeah. This was a really big shock to me because I built my first business, my first private practice when I was living in Poland Mm -hmm. and I grew up in a very unwealthy family. Mm-hmm. We were, we didn't have extras. There was not, there was no bonuses. There was no extras mm-hmm. in our house. I waited until my shoes were too small to be like, by the way, I really, really need a new pair of sneakers because these are literally too small for my feet. Right. So I didn't grow up in money. So I assumed I made an assumption that success meant having enough money to fix. And that, and that once you had enough money, you'd be able to fix all the other problems. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I ignored the body signals and I didn't mind the sacrifice and I took on too many patients and I cared too much and I overgave because I thought that once I had the money, I'd be able to solve everything else. Mm -hmm. Totally. It was shocking to me when that wasn't true. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. Right. That was shocking to me. And that's why I feel like, you know, building your business with the spiritual aspect is so important because that just makes it whole then. What do you mean? For the people out there that don't know you necessarily, or that do know you and don't know this part of your work, what do you mean by the spiritual aspect? Pride fam, I tell you in nearly every episode that step one of your burnout recovery is blood work. And I know that a lot of you avoid it because it's a pain and because your doctor has told you that everything is quote unquote fine. And they refuse to test all the things that you think you need. What if I told you that you could test what you want, when you want, from your home with just a couple of drops of blood? Cyfox Health allows you to do just that. You can buy tests as one-offs or join a membership. Either way, you can test and track your results to help you make decisions about your burnout recovery journey. Get 10% off any membership, subscription, or one-time test kit right now. Go to scifoxhealth.com forward slash fried for your discount. That's S-I-P-H-O-X health.com forward slash fried. So in layman's term, like, you know, for people who are like, what the fuck is she talking about? It's not only just the outer work, but the inner work as well. Like not only just working on, oh, if I make it to six figures, this is what I'm going to get. This is what I'm going to buy. But, you know, working on your desires, working on your mindset, working on all of us have that core issue of, are we good enough? Are we worthy? Are people going to judge us? Do we have to do this because we're people pleasing? Working on that plus, in fact, I feel like, you know, when you work on the inner stuff and the mindset work, your outer world just mirrors that. Right. And then it's not so hard. I think the biggest lesson for me, Caitlin, and what truly shifted for me was um, I was also trying to build a business looking at the people who were doing it outside of me. And I was like, okay, this is what they did X, Y, Z. So I should do X, Y, Z. And I would do X, Y, Z. And I would not get the same result. They would make $20,000. I would probably make $8,000, $10,000. And I'm like, what did I do wrong? I did exactly X, Y, Z. And what was really an eye-opener for me was that I don't really need to follow a formula. I need to run my business the way I am built, how I am built. So 
for me, you know that I believe in human design a lot and without going into too much detail, but as a person, I need to build in rest in my day. I need to build in periods of, you know, like a fallow period in between my launches. I totally need to believe that. And I feel like we are in a culture of always producing like overproduction 24 by seven. Nothing around us is in that culture. Like just take a look outside. And right now we are in the blossom period, you know, seven, eight months later, we will not be, everything has a fallow period and everything has a blossom period. We have, as humans, we've forgotten that, that we need that fallow period. For me, it was super, super essential to look at myself and say that, no, I cannot do these things 24 by seven. I need to build in rest. I don't care if I lose a contract, if I lose business, but I need to build in that rest time for me. Yeah. And I think that people, you just said, I don't care if I lose business. And there's a bunch of entrepreneurs that just went, yeah, but I can't afford to lose business. Mm, Yes. And this is what I'm going to say to them is that, Like I have built my business around my, like how I'm built, how I am made to suit my goals. And you know me, like I am very goal oriented. I am very ambitious. My business keeps taking off. But initially I had to say no to some business, which meant that I had to take on credit card debt. So, you know, the period that I'm talking about when I had the aches and everything, and I was also going through a personal grief of my mom passing away. I had to say no to clients. I had to say that, no, I'm not going to work with you. I had to fire a couple of clients and I was without work for a few months. That was just the reality. Now, I don't know if you are at, like I was at that position where I was like, no more. Like, you know, I can't take any more. I need this right now. I was still not in the position where I, you know, I had reached that place where I was confident about building a business and getting in clients without doing as much work as I was doing before. But for me, that was definitely the thing that I needed to do for myself. Everybody might not be in that position and I totally understand that. Now, I would say that if you're not in that position and look back and see where else can you cut? And that brings me to you know a beautiful example of how you can grow your business without even cutting back on clients is getting more support in your business. I feel like as women, we just, we deny support. You know, I hate the term solopreneurs. Nobody can be a solopreneur. You cannot be a solopreneur and make a lot of money. It's just not possible. Nobody was built to work in isolation, work in silos. So if you are not in a place where you can say that, okay, I'm going to cut off a little bit of workload right now, not take so many clients, how else can you build and rest? Can you like listen to all the podcasts of this amazing episode and practice some of the things that Caitlin teaches you? I wish I had that at that time. Yeah, I've, I've heard that a lot in the past, in the yeah, past year. <laughs> exactly. So like, there's so many different ways you don't like for me, I needed totally stopping my business for a little bit in order to birth new things, in order to birth a new deep shika. But that might not be for you. For you, it might be cutting back a little bit of extra work that you're doing. Maybe like, you know, protecting your boundaries and not letting your clients take over the boundaries and not over delivering. Like there's so many things that you can do to make sure that you are not burning out. You are not where I was three years ago. Yeah. And I think it's important to say like one of the acupuncturists that I'm really good friends with in Copenhagen, he had a moment where his ex-partner was leaving the country. She was moving to, I think, Africa at the time for for a few months. And so he was going to be the sole parent to 
their children. And he was saying, well, you know, I have mm-hmm. patients, like I can't only work from 9am to 3pm in school hours. That's not possible for me. And then he said he just did it because he had no other choice. And it turned out that he didn't get any slower at all. Like nothing really mm-hmm. changed for him. Yes, some of his patients right. left, but other patients came. And I think that there's, uh, what is it, the Parkinson's theory of, you know, if you have $10, you'll spend $10. Mm-hmm. If you have 1000 you'll spend 1000 If If you have one, you'll spend one. Exactly. It's the same with time and with energy and with everything else. Mm-hmm. If you decide that you can spend all of your energy on your business, you will. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And I think that the question here is then how long can that go on for? Right. You are, you know, your business. The reason why, I don't know if they do it anymore, Caitlin, but in India, they used to have these fallow periods where they would allow, like they would have this whole huge field and they would only sow a portion of the field and then they would give the other field rest. They would give it all the things that it needs to really get ready to regenerate. To regenerate. Right? But if you don't do that, if you continue to sow, the quality of the product that you're going to get from the field is going to be subpar, right? So the question here is that how long are you willing to go on till you reach that point where what's coming out of you is super, super poor quality? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important. So he he went through a process of cutting hours and it f- turned out that, you know, nothing nothing necessarily changed for him and it wasn't a big problem. Yeah. And the other thing that you're saying outside of cutting hours because I find that when people are burnt out, if you're not doing the internal work that we'll get back to in a second, but if you're not doing the internal work and you just cut back hours, you'll end up spending the same amount of energy anyway. So that doesn't necessarily cutting hours does not save you from burnout because I tried that multiple times. Mm-hmm. But doing the internal work and learning how to delegate Mm. and allowing people to be better at things than you are Mm -hmm. and not micromanaging things Mm -hmm. that are happening outside Mm -hmm. of you, that will help you much more than just cutting 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 out your hours. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also like, like to say, because I know that there are a lot of entrepreneurs listening to this and thinking that, how does that work? Like, would I then meet my goals? Yes, absolutely. You can. Just before this conversation, you and I were talking about, you know, getting together and you were like, you just started your program. I do, do you have time? I have a lot of time right now. And I had the highest month in my business, but I've also built, like I'm not only rich in money, but I'm also rich in time. And that's the goal, right? I would be totally miserable right now if I'm accounting every minute of my day to my business. I know that. I absolutely know that. So yes, like you have proof of people like me, people like even Marie Folio or Denise DT who have built multi-million dollar businesses doing things that they love, not burning out and building a business that allows them that follow period and that blossom periods. And they all have teams. They all have teams. Absolutely. Not and just I, for their businesses, but for their homes as well. Oh, absolutely. Totally. This was, and this was a hard one for me, Caitlin. And even though like I had, I had taken support pretty early on in a lot of things, truly delegating, truly, truly like giving up. And I'm not someone who will micromanage, but truly like, you know, trusting that the work will be done and delegating not only just a part of my business, but also part of my, my home life was hard for me, honestly, it was, but it truly has been the best decision that I've ever made. If you find yourself craving your next cup of coffee to get you through your day, your body is telling you something's wrong. Despite what you think, it's not normal to be managing your day from one burnt out moment to the next. 
Unlike your caffeine fix or other stimulants, Nadovim delivers a clinical dose of the key metabolite that enables your brain to improve its own function on an ongoing basis. Imagine that, the pick-me-up that keeps giving. Not only that, but Nadovim's main compound, NAD+, has been heavily researched, deemed safe, highly effective, and has caught the attention of many of the most cutting-edge medical clinics for its anti-aging and neuroprotective properties. They've even extended a 20% discount code only for the fried audience, so you can grab yours now at www.nadovim.com with the coupon code BURNOUT. That's www.nadovim.com with the coupon code BURNOUT. I often ask entrepreneurs when we're doing one-on-one work, I ask people to pull on a house cleaner before they hire a VA. Mm, Totally. Because this is really important to learn how to share with someone what you want done and how you want it done. And you don't know that somebody's not going to do it the way you want until they've done it a couple times. And you have to use your voice and speak up and say, I prefer that the comforters put on the bed. Yeah the opposite way that you did it. I like the glasses to be stacked with the open side up instead of the open side down. Those are stupid small things that don't really Mm -hmm. matter. But those are the things that will that burn you out in the end because you have this Mm -hmm. additional help that's not actually Mm -hmm. providing you with the service that you really truly want. So it's creating frustration and annoyance for you instead of creating space and freedom. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so I think if you can delegate to the wonderful person, I love my housekeeper so much. She's incredible. I would do anything (laughs) for her. If you can delegate things, even if you're uncomfortable, to the person that's actually in your space, it will become much easier for you to let your podcast VA know that you want this amount of music before X, Y, Z. And that last time it was a little bit off and you need it to be changed. And it'll be easier for you to tell the designer that you just hired that the design is not exactly what you wanted it to be, even if it means you have to pay extra to get it fixed, but it's not what you really you thought that's what you wanted and you asked for it that way and you get that, but it's not it. And unless you get comfortable, you have Mm -hmm. to, it takes practice is the whole point. It takes practice. And also, I think there's also a different aspect to it, uh, Caitlin, that also there there will be mistakes and it is okay. It is okay for sometimes the glasses to be turned upside down. And even like, I, I would say, even before you hire a housekeeper, delegate the stuff to your husband and it is okay if he doesn't, stack the dishes in the dishwasher the way you like it like we have to be okay with that as well we have to you know delegation is a little bit about you know knowing what to delegate but also being okay about maybe they'll do the work a little bit differently but in the end it's going to get done yes and this is what gives you the freedom and the quality of the dishes that are coming out of the dishwasher yeah and I think that this is hard for people that identify as solopreneurs that have done all of the Canva templates themselves and they've done all the marketing themselves and they've done because it's no, maybe I'll talk about myself instead of talking about entrepreneurs in general. Yeah. It's hard to understand sometimes and accept that you're not going to be the best person for the job at everything. Mm. 
Yeah, I think for me, it was, oh, it's, it will be just easier and faster if I do it. Yeah, that's the same thing. Yeah. That's, I think that's, that's just the, the, the other side of the coin. I think that that's the same, the same thing. Yeah. I'll just bang this out. It'll be easy and it'll be what I want it to be. And if it's a little bit off, it's fine because I did it. But if it's a little bit Um, off and somebody else did it, (laughs) that's a different story. Yeah. You know? And I think I really, I'm glad that you brought up this idea of being okay with people doing things differently and learning to let that go. And I think that that's especially important when it comes to delegating within your family, which if you are an entrepreneur working at home, you need to do that. You cannot Mm -hmm. be making your 12 year old kids lunch every day. Like it just, no, stop. Absolutely. Just stop. You have to be able to do that. And your house is a good place to learn that it's okay to stack the dishwasher a little bit differently. And it's okay that the clothes aren't folded the way that you would fold them. And it's okay. But it's also okay when you're paying somebody to do work that they don't get there the same way that you do necessarily, but that they give you the products that you want. I think it's important to talk about that. Absolutely. And I've also seen that then, like now I have reached a point in my business where I totally delegate almost everything to my team and they do it their way. I don't even intervene. And sometimes when I give them the monotony of doing it, no, did I use the right word? I don't think I used the right word. I don't know. (laughs) Just keep going. We'll get there. the, The freedom to do it the way they want to do they come up even with something better than I would even expect. Like they totally blow me away. It's when they, when I keep butting my, like do it this way, do it that way. I feel like I'm just pushing them against a wall and they are not able to express themselves freely and creatively. So that's not how I would like to work in my business or at anywhere. And I don't want my team to feel like that ever. It is so, so important and I have to say that, you know, getting support is, it's such a beautiful yeah. thing. Once you can get over all the, like the tiny little things about, you know, how is it going to be done? How, how much can I delegate? When you... How much is it going to cost? Exactly. <laughs> how much is it going to cost? It is such a beautiful thing. And all the things that you do, you know, taking time off work, curing your burnout, supporting, delegating, getting support, all these things even leads to more time which leads to more creativity, which leads to more work for you. So I I wish people could see that it all is a beautiful circle. One thing, if you can get over one thing of, can I get more support in my business? Or can I afford to take more more time for myself? Yes, you can. You absolutely can. And nothing is going to happen if you do. One of my favorite things this year has been uh, podcast VA. Mm, Yeah. You know how much time I'm not spending editing every single episode it's unbelievable and I do not care at all how she does it yeah totally could not be bothered but the reason that I say that it's okay to ask for what you want if something is not to your standards is because for instance even I'm going to use a silly example that has nothing to do with business but it took Mm -hmm. me until I was like 34 Mm -hmm. to be able to say in a restaurant like this steak is overcooked I asked for it medium rare and this is medium and I don't want to Mm. eat a medium steak. I want my steak Mm -hmm. to be medium rare and to be able to send it back knowing that I deserve to get the thing that I requested. Totally. Yeah. And I think this is when we're talking about people that struggle with burnout and people pleasing, this is a huge, huge, huge thing for Mm -hmm. us to learn. 
to be able to let people do their thing and then surprise you is amazing. Mm -hmm. I think the step before that is to let people do things for you and pay them for it and feel safe enough to say, I love you. I love your work. I prefer that this purple be a little bit darker. Absolutely. Right. And I think, so I, I bring that up on purpose because I think that that's something that is consistently difficult for people mm. who are accustomed to doing everything by themselves. Mm. If, if you didn't feel like you could ask for help in the first place, you definitely don't think that you can ask that help to go an extra, mm-hmm. an extra step for you. Mm-hmm. I wrote a blog post about the day that I sent a steak back because it was such a big deal to me. Absolutely. And like all of these things comes with practice, like you said. You're going to be saying it with your heart beating out of your chest the first time yeah. to your VA. It's going to be so uncomfortable. Maybe the second time it's going to get a little bit better, but at some point in yes. time, you would be able to say it with conviction that this is how I want it. Yeah. And with calmness and with some sort of internal knowledge that you're not going to be disrespecting totally. her or putting her out or whatever it happens to be. So now that we've gone through all of that, which I think is massively important, I still do want to, you do a lot of things in your business that you taught me that are focused on making sure that that spiritual element is in your business. So could you take us through one or two things that you rely on on a regular basis to make sure that you're not leaning 150% on yourself, that you're also leaning on the universe a little bit, that you're also being sure that your energy is aligned, that you're also kind of stepping outside of like this, Mm -hmm. okay, must produce content, am entrepreneur, make money, (sighs) press the buttons, you know? This has been such an evolution for me, Caitlin. And I feel like now I've come to a point where I actually don't do anything if I'm not being spiritually aligned. And again, like in the, even in the past few months, this has been such an evolution from, okay, I'm going to rely on the universe, like, you know, maybe 50%, 50%, I'm going to rely on, you know, my, my work thing. But now it's almost 100%. Now it's such a big, huge part of who we are. And I, I feel like if I am aligned with who I am, I am not working because my mind is triggered you know, because of maybe something someone said, or maybe like an email that I got, if I am taking time to align myself with the person that I want to become with my like highest authentic self, then any decision that I take and anything that I do in my business is going to feel super happy and it's going to bring me results. And that that comes from producing content to when am I going to launch and how am I going to launch and what am I doing in between my launch? everything. And, you know, of course I can share practices, which is journaling and meditation is a huge, huge part of my business, which I do every day, almost every day, but just checking in with how am I feeling today? You know, that, that's like the first thing that I'm, I'm doing every day. How am I feeling? Okay. Today, maybe I'm feeling a little bit upset or sad or mad. And what is going on? What is underneath that, that feeling right now and where am I feeling it in my body is it in my chest in my like you know say cool where is where am I feeling and really going underneath it and initially what I would do is I would feel something some someone would say like to me or I would see a comment somewhere I would get totally triggered and my initial reaction would be no I don't have time to deal with this right now I have to go and you know do a webinar or I have to go do a training but right now I will not say no most of the times, of course, you know, I'm a human, so I go back. 
I would take time to really go deep into what is it that I'm feeling right now, feel it completely, and I would not move on till I've shifted it. I'm going to give you an example. Yesterday, there was something that I was getting triggered with, something that was happening on a personal level. And I was super, super triggered. And the first thing that I did was, no, I don't have time to deal with this. I can't do this right now. My program is starting. I'm going to go do, you know, a little bit of reading. I'm going to make my notes and I'm going to deliver my program. And I was like, no, there is no way I can go into that because you know what happens when I go in with that energy, that energy is what I'm giving to my clients. They are literally like seeping in from me and they're doing that in their business. So what I'm doing is just not with me. I'm just impacting 10, 20 other people out there. So I took some time to journal. I meditated first. I took some time to journal, but I still couldn't get over it. And I left my journaling in between. And the whole day I went through those half-baked feelings of feeling sad and triggered and angry and half feelings of, okay, I want to go in there. I'm going to take my time. And then I delivered my training. You know, I was somehow able to go back into it. I sat with my family. I was being super bitchy to my husband, super bitchy to my, to my kids. And then I was like, all right, so this is my journal right here. I'm going to keep my journal next to me. I'm going to journal. And then I sat and started reading a book. And I was like, I'm going to read my book for 30 minutes. And then I'm going to journal. It was 1030 in the night. And I was doing everything in my power to feel what I was feeling. I was doing everything in my power to basically my ego was doing everything (laughs) that I don't want to feel this right now. I just don't want to deal with it. So at 10.30, I was like, fine, I am going to move through this right now. And when I did, when I did my journaling, when I meditated, got all my thoughts on paper and went back to aligning with that pure feeling of love. That's when I was able to say, okay, this is how I want to go ahead in my business tomorrow. This is the energy that I want to show up with Caitlin's podcast. This is how I want to do a life for my audience. It all comes down to, again, like how you're feeling. And when you are burnt out, you're going to be triggered all the time. You're going to be irritated, pissed off, angry, mad, sad all the time. And you're not going to be producing great results for your business and for your family and for your clients. So for me, spirituality is not just like going and meditating, but it is really being true to who I am and who I want to step into. Like, what is the version of me that I want to step into? And what energy are you sending to other people through your work, through your business, through your space? Because this is, to me, when I define spirituality, one of the words that is always in it is connection, which means that I cannot forget that whatever emotional soup I'm creating in my life at any given moment is the soup that my house is swimming in, is the soup that my clients are swimming in. So it's about being, for me, clear enough in myself so that what I am placing outside of myself carries Mm -hmm. the best possible vibe out with it, which I will say I am not always successful at. No, absolutely. It is such a a learning process. (laughs) But by now, I'm super, super convinced that there is no way I can half-ass it because if I half-ass it, everything else is going to be a ripple effect half-assed in my business. Yeah. I need to be super committed to feeling my being in my most aligned state most of the times it's not going to be successful like you know I'm I'm going to be triggered I'm a human but you know taking the time so making this a priority that I will let myself feel it and then shift myself back to my most aligned state because 
that is what is going to create beautiful results in my personal life and in my work life as well. Yeah. And I think that that is prioritizing yourself at the end of the day, making sure that you understand that you are more important. Your body, your life, your health is more important than your business. Oh, absolutely. And this, I think, can be really difficult to accept. Mm -hmm. If I show success out there, if I do something that impresses people, and we go back this now, we, we circle all the way back to the very beginning when you said a word that that I'm very familiar with because I, I heard it from myself for years. I still mm-hmm. hear it from myself sometimes and I hear it from my clients every day. Mm-hmm. Not enoughness. Yes. Am I enough? Can I value myself enough to prioritize my own alignment, my own emotions, my own energetic state over my business, over my actions, over creating content? Totally. And I wish people could like just really see that when you are creating, like creating content is like one of the biggest things, right? Like we are in an industry where we are expected to churn out content after content. But when you create content from that place of alignment, it is going to be magical. It is going to produce things, opportunities, and even the things that people care about, shares and likes and comments than when you produce it from a place of needing to prove yourself. Yeah, and that's something that you can only see. You feel it in other people, but because you don't understand it in yourself, you don't know what it is. Those people that you really align with, those coaches that you follow, Mm. the the authors that you follow, the whatever it happens to be, they're doing that and you can feel it. But because if you're not doing that yourself, if you're not producing from that space in your own business, you don't understand that that's how they're getting you. Like I remember a couple of years back when I first started blog, maybe three years back now, when I first started blogging, when I made a commitment, I blogged for two years every week on a very strict commitment. You know, I haven't blogged in over a year, but whatever. (laughs) But at the time I had this commitment and I'm glad that I had it because it allowed me space to work through what I really wanted to say. I would have never gotten to my business without doing that. It was important. Mm -hmm. But I remember I had like sort of a topic in my head and I was reading somebody's post and I was like, oh, that's the way I wanted to say it. And I found myself really frustrated about the fact that she could produce this mm-hmm. message that hit exactly the way that I wanted to hit. Mm-hmm. But at the time I was still burnt out and I wasn't even focusing on burnout yet. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, I wasn't even there. Yeah. So I didn't realize that being in that space meant that I was trying to be as good as her instead of allowing the information that I wanted to share with people to move through my body and my filters and my experience and my life and my perspective, mm-hmm. which is what the people that are going to respond to my work need. Yeah. But I was mad at people for like writing the things that I wanted oh, to write. Of course. All of them there. All of them there. <laughs> I was like, how dare she? God, now I can't do it because she, she already did, did it. it. No, yeah. no, that's not the way it works. Totally. It was probably not, not yours to start with to begin with it wasn't yours 
Exactly. Yeah. So I, I got caught up in this and that was the not enoughness, a lot of the not enoughness for me. Mm-hmm. Somebody else already did this. What I'm mm-hmm. going to produce isn't as good as what she produced. So I should just not bother doing anything. Yeah. And then coming back to you know your internal landscape, because burnout, I don't think it can just be treated by doing things on the outside. Oh, God, no. Like cutting back a support. Like these are things that you have to do, of course. Yeah. However, like there's the internal spiritual work that you really need to do. And by spiritual, I I don't mean to say that you have to, you know, do chanting or like do weird poses. No, it can mean different things to different people. Like some people get really, really scared by what do you mean you're spiritual? Like, are you, is that that a cult? No, it just, it it can mean whatever it, it is to you. It can mean something else to you. Like to me, it's, uh, you know, cutting back work and just delegating, just doing that and not working on the internal. It's like cutting the, you know, just giving maybe a ibuprofen for coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that that's important because if you are already in the habit of overworking and you're not working on the internal reasons that you have that tendency to overwork, mm-hmm. then you're going to give away 30%, 40%, 50% of your work, and you're just going to create another 50% to do. Absolutely. That, that delegating isn't going to save you any time because you're just yeah. going to create other things. This is important. I just opened up a testimonial that I just got from one of my clients, and she said exactly what you're saying right now. She said, I expected the work to be more practical and about strategies and framework for mm-hmm. effective life work balance. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's more where I thought this would go. I desperately needed what I got from you for this to be spiritual and personal and even about my physical body. The call to be in my body is a hundred percent the right one and one that I had ignored. Beautiful. We Love made it. massive progress in a three month package because we focused, like you're saying, not on you know, here's a schedule that you can follow and here's who you should delegate X, Y, or Z to. That's never going to be the thing. Yeah. It's like you're curing the symptoms, like you're curing the symptoms. You're not really taking care of the real disease. Exactly. All right. So we are coming towards the end and I just loved this so much. Do you have, I, I know everybody does this, but I love it. Do you have any parting words of wisdom slash advice that you would like to share with fried peeps yeah i think twofold first thing is that burnout is not is nothing to be ashamed of like i feel Mm -hmm. like because we're in such a culture of like just going like a hustle culture i hate that word in that culture people feel like it's normal it's normal for me to feel like that so so what if if i don't even have time to pee during the day so what everybody does that so there's, there's nothing to be ashamed of if you feel like you're in that place get help you know, listen to this podcast, get in touch with Caitlin, go read some books, get help because your business shouldn't be something that you have for one year or two years. Or even if you're you're working in corporate, it's not something that you need it for just a couple of years. You need it for a lifetime, right? Hopefully that's why we're all in business to have a lifetime body of work. And the second thing is that start doing one thing right now, anything that you have, you've heard in this podcast, whether it's delegating, whether it's like really looking back at your body and seeing that, okay, what are the symptoms that are showing for me? Take one thing and start doing it right now so that 
you can stop the burnout today. I think that's excellent advice. And I would encourage everybody to, if you've listened to this and you've chosen a thing that you're going to take action on right now, um, then I would love mm -hmm. for you to come over to Instagram and tag both Deepshika and I. All of our information will be in the show notes. Tag both of us in your comments and in your posts so that we can continue the conversation and we can support you from that kind of space. And the more things that you choose to do and the more examples that you create for other people, the easier it's going to be for everyone to make these decisions. So you making this decision, you deciding to take action today matters for you and it matters for the rest of us too. So I would be thrilled and honored if you would not only take action, but commit to taking that action by commenting about it, posting about it, and making sure you tag us so that we can be there with you and support you. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Deepshika, thank you so much for being here. That was so fun. All right, Fried listeners, we're finishing up another amazing episode of Fried the Burnout podcast. And next week, you will be hearing directly from me in a hashtag straight from Kate episode that we will talk about some of my spiritual practices that I use on a day-to-day -day basis. Some of them will be things that I learned from Deepshika. Some of them will be things that I did previously and have learned over the years being a specialist in Chinese medicine and being into Eastern religion for such a long period of time in my life. I have quite a few things to say on that subject. I'll try and keep it short, but you should look forward to it because it will be full of things that you can apply to your life immediately. So until then. Hey, Fried fans. I am always so excited to get your feedback and continue the conversation after these podcast episodes. If you want to be involved in that, all you have to do is head over to Instagram, follow at Fried the Burnout Podcast, and post your takeaways as comments under any of the posts dedicated to this week's episode. I can't wait to hear what resonated for you most, and I will see you there. Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more Ain't gonna burn ourselves out no more Got each other on our side Plus all the folks at Fried the Burnout Podcast With Kate Donovan